0: Uh, put your finger in that place 1st Timothy chapter 3 I need somebody to get that scripture for me if somebody will volunteer to get that it's Don Galati and then uh, find that and then move to Matthew 24 uh, and uh, if uh, uh, somebody get that for me uh, is that yeah okay and so uh, we want to move uh, through that. I have uh, some other scriptures. I want Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12 feet. Acts 8, 9 through 16, er, 9 through 11 is, uh, uh, you want to do that. And, and, and Names are gone from me this morning. glad to be back in this congregation. May I get a real acquainted with you. Acts 13, 6 through 9. I need uh, that. Acts 13, 6 through 9, Daniel. So uh, we are continuing on. We have uh, four more of these uh, studies to do, which is 10 megatrends in in the religious world. If you uh, were not with me uh, when I began this study, as the Lord spoke to me in December, that these 10 megatrends uh, that are already in the religious world uh, are going to uh, increase and going to begin to make inroads into our fellowship. I wrote these down. And out of that, I got inspired on the study to do a series on this to uh, give a little clarification and, and, uh, and some more understanding. And so we have a generation uh, that is largely ignorant of spiritual dynamics. And I want to emphasize that again. We have a generation, they largely are ignorant of spiritual dynamics. And uh, by uh, saying that, uh, that uh, anything that's measured by the senses uh, is, uh, is, uh, 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 is known as reality, or they feel that this is reality. And uh, uh, as a result of our misunderstanding, we have a, a whole generation that's raised uh, on sense knowledge. In other words, touch, taste, uh, feel, see, hear. And uh, this is how they, are, uh, they measure reality. And so uh, suddenly upon our generation has swept uh, New Age religion, occult religion, in a, in a tidal wave. And we have a whole generation that's not prepared for this. Suddenly they see that uh, there's something beyond what we can see, uh, touch, taste, smell, and feel. And so immediately they, uh, they begin to uh, uh, take the uh, understanding that this must be God. And so uh, this has swept our uh, generation by storm. New Age religions gained a foothold uh, in our our generation, even in the church. uh, uh, The church is ignorant of this. And occult religion and false prophets uh, have begun to pique the interest of many people and many in the mainstream Christianity uh, who are unprepared, have no uh, dimensions of preparation for this, uh, that as soon as it's uh, paranormal... Or, supernatural, uh, they accept it like a hog eating corn. And I'm teaching this class to bring you to an understanding uh, of the Bible and ten megatrends of the religious world. We're moving out of our scripture, First Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Incidentally, uh, before it slips my memory, anyone who has uh, been a missionary, the moment they're thrust into the missionary uh, uh, environment, they have to deal with this. They, they, they no longer can ignore it. And so uh, you can, sometimes in the Western world, depending on your exposure, uh, you can uh, 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 suddenly, uh, this is a whole new realm, and many people uh, uh, suffer culture shock uh, to a tremendous degree when they're having suddenly... To deal with witchcraft out in the open, a cult religion out in the open, no longer it's uh, behind the scenes, it's no longer uh, relegated to a small uh, uh, area, nor is it underground. Is it uh, much of uh, of, uh, America and the Western society, this is underground. But uh, missionaries uh, could add all their stories to this. Uh, today, what was it? Uh, Mike Stamper said, uh, "Everything in Africa either wants to hurt you, bite you, eat you, sting you, or, uh, or uh, make you itch, or, uh, or kill you." And so, uh, that's a, suddenly they're thrust into that. So, First uh, Timothy three one through five. If you read that out loud, uh, this will help us. Don Galati. This is a true saying. If a man desires
1: the office of a bishop.
0: Oh, wrong scripture. Is this First Timothy 3? No, 2, three? Second Timothy three would probably be a better scripture this morning. Small typographical error. It's a bureaucratic mistake, as Bill Clinton says. <clears throat> uh,
1: this know also that in the last days perilous
0: times shall come. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Social uh, chaos and breakdown.
1: Without natural from such turn away.
0: Now we're going to read a scripture that's on down in this same chapter. Later, uh, you'll see that uh, sorcery becomes a part of that. Let me uh, read again another translation. You may be quite sure that in the last days there are going to be some difficult times. People will be self-centered and grasping, boastful, arrogant, and rude, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, irreligious, heartless, and unappeasable. They will be slanders, uh, profligates, savages, and enemies of everything that is good. They will be treacherous and reckless, and demented by pride preferring their own pleasure to God they'll keep up the outward appearance of religion but will have to be rejected the inner power of it have nothing to do with people like that one of the things that's happening uh, uh, at large scale now is uh, this was in society always was there but now it's happening inside the church uh, is that anything that's paranormal is accepted as validation in other words this is proof that your doctrines correct, your character is correct, your uh, movement is correct. And uh, but we want to read Matthew twenty four, twenty three through 25. This is a prophecy that is given by our Lord Jesus Christ. False Christ, false, prophets, false Christ and false prophets
1: will rise and show great signs and wonders.
0: There's going to be paranormal to if possible. These are aimed at deceiving, if possible. I've prophesied, I've told you this, mark that down. So we want to take a look uh, this morning at the current trend, and there's always been some activity. This is why we find these scriptures here. De- Deuteronomy eighteen nine through 12. God is bringing Israel into the land, and he says, I don't want you to take up the practices that these people are involved in common Molech worship. They sacrifice their children to Molech. This is a part of that, uh, of that society. Or one, who practices witchcraft. one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or a soothsayer. Or one who interprets, interprets ormons, or a sorcerer, or a sorcerer. Or one, who conjures spells. one who conjures spells, a medium, or a spiritist. Or a spiritist. One who calls up the dead, necromancy. When all that do these things are an abomination to the Lord. All that do these things are an abomination to the Lord. It's because of this I'm driving them out from before you. It's because of this I'm driving them out before you to bring you into the land. Now there's always been some activity in this realm. Acts eight nine through, 6, uh, 9 through eleven. Jacob.
1: Previously practiced sorcery. There was
0: a certain man named Simon who previously practiced sorcery. There's a revival now going on in Samaria. Uh, God's touching lives. And here's a prominent figure. And the scripture says his name was Simon. He is a sorcerer. This begins to define what he does. Go ahead. This astonished the people of Samaria because he claimed that he had an inside track with God.
1: To whom they all gave heed from the least.
0: The they uh, uh, they uh, looked at him with uh, great uh, respect, uh, and uh, it's because of the paranormal that was happening in his life that gave him this status and this stature.
1: Power of God.
0: This man is the great power of God.
1: And they, they, for a long time.
0: they paid attention to him because they were amazed at his sorcery for over a long period of time. Okay, Then we want uh, Acts 13, 6 through 9. With uh, Paul is an evangelistic tour, missionary uh, evangelism, and he find uh, uh, a man named Bar-Jesus, a sorcerer. Uh, the, uh, country. He had a close relationship with a man who was in charge of that country.
1: Sergius Paulus.
0: His name was Sergius Paulus. He had heard about them as they're preaching, and so he summoned them, said, I want to hear what it is that you're preaching about. By but Elimus, the sorceress, or so, so is his name by interpretation. Withstood them, he withstood them. He's beginning to resist that now we have two kingdoms that are in opposition kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. We're gonna have a fight.
1: Seeking to turn away the deputy from the
0: faith. He wanted to turn away because he saw that uh, that his uh, position was endangered and there's a spirit empowering him and motivating him. Paul uh, fastens his beady eyes on him. Uh, that's okay. So what he did is he, uh, uh, he rebuked him, and uh, the man's going about blind for a season. So what we want to see is that this is not new. There's always been some paranormal because it's demonic, uh, it is occult, and uh, it is uh, prominent in the world in which we live. I have an article that says Angels, Aliens, and Advisors comes out of Christian magazine, and uh, says, Pop spiritualism, signs of a spiritualistic renaissance are all around us. We live in the midst of a deeply pagan resurgence of mind boggling spiritualism. News reports about pagan movements are merely billboards uh, for all kinds of pop religion about aliens, angels, uh, and advisors. This comes out of a Christian magazine, and this is given star billing, and it's rampant in our generation how many ever remember Shirley MacLaine who got out on a limb and it got cut off and so uh, she wrote a book uh, she uh, as a movie star and uh, some years ago she began to divert into spirituality, wrote a book entitled Out on a Limb. Don't hear much about her uh, at the moment. She's uh, in the wingnut factor and has largely been discredited. But she got into the occult, and I said that uh, at the moment, some of the statements she's making, you won't hear much out of Shirley MacLaine now because she's gone, uh, she's gone uh, uh, overboard, and uh, it's going to be bad news concerning her because she's, uh, she's a wingnut. Uh, no less than uh, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she's the latest preacher of the New Age Gospel. Let me just give you a couple of quotes from another article. It says, uh, uh, rather than just showing us life, Oprah seeks to do something more. She wants to show us how to live. Uh, and so, uh, as Gallup polls so on, I'll skip over. She's promoting a New Age worldview. Now, remember, this is Oprah. You know who Oprah is. Don't look at me like uh, you're not watching her. I know you're watching her, Okay. <laughs> Women's prophet, and she's promoting new age worldviews, seemingly without even knowing that that's what she's espousing. Prominent new age gurus are frequent guests on her show. That is Marianne Williamson. She wrote the, the book of Course in Miracles. Betty Eady, M. Scott Peck, uh, the uh, uh, road uh, uh, road less traveled, and uh, which has uh, got occult overtones. Uh, uh, James Van Praagh and Shirley MacLaine. And so uh, she's teaching them how to get in touch with the spiritual part of their life. And here's a statement Oprah makes. Call him or it. Anything you want, as she puts it, I believe in the force. I call it God. Well, the force is not God. And uh, on one show she quoted approvingly from a book called Discover the Power Within You. Jesus did not come to teach us how divine he was, but to teach us that divinity was within us well that stretches clear on back to the garden right as, uh, you don't have to uh, you don't have to uh, obey God uh, because uh, uh, you, uh, all you have to do is eat this fruit and you will be as gods, knowing good and evil so that doctrine's clear on back but we have a whole generation of, of stupid people right so she has on her show psychics uh, she has uh, channelers she has hypnotists and so on and so uh, she's just one now There's a Christian facet to this, and we want to think about the paranormal. Uh, If you uh, uh, read the book, uh, somebody needs to to turn this down about a a degree or two, and uh, maybe uh, put the thermostats up just about one degree, because there's people freezing in here, and they're going to get walked out before I'm through here if we're not careful. So, uh, when uh, Pensacola was running full bore, uh, there was a book put out uh, that uh, was called uh, "Counterfeit Revival." And uh, uh, and I'm not a fan of this guy, and he's not a fan of ours, but he had some uh, valid stuff in it. And uh, the letter of introduction is especially interesting because in that letter of introduction, it was uh, uh, written by Tom Stipe. Tom Stipe, uh, years ago when we were on Lincoln Street, came over and spent a week and a half or so with us, thought he might join with us, and he decided it, uh, that this wasn't what he wanted. He went back uh, to Uh, California, became involved in Calvary Chapel, finally came out of Calvary Chapel, became involved in the Vineyard Ministries, and and he uh, went on and finally built a powerful charismatic church of about 6,000 in Denver, Colorado. And so uh, he's a part of the Vineyard Movement. And so uh, he gives a a preamble in that book, uh, Counterfeit Revival, and in that uh, preamble, preamble, he tells about what happened to them. He came very near losing his ministry, his sanity, and his church. And so he says that uh, some people from the Kansas City prophets—you you probably don't read enough to know about this. This is Mike Bickle. He's the guy that now has the twenty-four-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, 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 praise center, and uh, he's going to trigger worldwide revival with that. And uh, but this is Mike Bickle. So part of his group joined with the Vineyard. Uh, they came before the leadership of the Vineyard movement. They were uh, they were uh, having a meeting together at their request. And as they come, uh, they begin to flatter these leaders and say to them, You have been selected by God to be the uh, focal point or the spearhead of a last day move of God. This will be it before Jesus comes. Uh, they begin to flatter them. They'd been chosen by this. They gave some prophecies. Then they began to uh, give uh, words to the different people who were sitting there and told them things that no one would have known about themselves. No one could have ever known. They began to speak into their lives. Uh, that reached back into their background, who they were, what they had been saying even. And this so impressed them, they said, this must be God. Remember, the paranormal is not necessarily God. That's my point. Okay. So they went with this. He opened his church to this. And in this preamble, in this letter is about six pages. He tells uh, about the destructive element that came in through that. And finally, in desperation, he cried out to God. God told him to go back to the basics, uh, and he changed, shut this off in his congregation, recovered his ministry, and he writes a preamble to that book to warn people that just because it is paranormal does not mean it's God. Okay, so uh, this is this is, uh, uh, this would be worth your time. I have another article. Remember, uh, I'm talking about the current trend, uh, and remember the subject is that paranormal is not validation. Uh, so I have an article uh, that uh, there's, a, uh, there's a man uh, presently has written a book, The God Chasers. Uh, this is, uh, stretches back about two years he was preaching, and uh, I've used this as an illustration. He's preaching in a church. The pastor's up at the pulpit. They have one of those racy, charismatic plexiglass puppets, you know, those neat things that cost about four times as much as it ought to cost. And so at, at that instant, a loud clap of noise hit the sanctuary. The pastor was thrown backward with an explosive suddenness. The heavy cast acrylic pulpit split in two, and the pieces were flung toward this congregation. The pastor was unhurt, but half-inch thick pulpit did not fare as well. It lay in two pieces, with a jagged lightning bolt-like edge running at an angle from top to bottom, a break that materials experts would later say was impossible. The congregation was stunned. Visiting evangelist, Tommy Tinney gave seven altar calls. People kept running, coming forward. The meeting continued until midnight. Although they didn't understand the message clearly that day, they knew... They knew, they knew God had spoken loudly. Well, not necessarily. If you deal with anybody who's been in the occult, they'll tell you that uh, many, many uh, paranormal things uh, they've experienced. The obvious parallel is to the splitting of the veil in the temple at Jerusalem. Now, we make a leap of logic. Pulpit splits. This is exactly like the rending of the temple in Jerusalem. Follow me now. Only priests could go behind the veil into the Holy of Holies, but when Jesus died, God tore the veil from top to bottom to signal the end of the separation of the common people from his presence. Today, the pulpit is the most obvious visible symbol of the separation of the laity from the place of ministry. If you're a layman in a typical church, you may never be allowed to stand behind it. Thank God for that. Amen. And give your friends a message from your heart or the Lord's, even if it's only ten words, not once in your lifetime, no matter how urgent. So he makes a leap of logic. Now we've got everybody now is going to uh, uh, to have the right to speak and bring a ministry and have that validated. So here's a great leap of logic. This is just one illustration. I won't belabor you anymore with that. I have many more. So another one is gold and silver teeth. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, before I pass on, here's another one. This is a, uh, called a Psychic or Prophet. This is a pastor. He tells about letting a man come into his congregation. He did not know him. Uh, the, the man came in. He gave words to people. Uh, and uh, uh, as he gave words to people, these were especially people who uh, uh, either were uh, uh, financially uh, uh, prominent, Uh, etc., etc., and so he lets him uh, minister, uh, and it was paranormal words. He gave them words uh, that uh, probably no one would have known and he has an agreement with the pastor agreed beforehand that they're going to split the offering 50-50 and they're going to take an offering for him at the end of the congregation that's the first warning signal and, it was, uh, and after, the, after the service, it was the largest offering had ever been taken in that congregation. And The pastor says, uh, uh, needless to say, after his departure, I did not hear one testimony that confirmed what he had spoken as a word from God had come to pass. This is happening now. This is obviously in a charismatic or a Pentecostal church and uh, is more evidence of the same. So, gold and silver teeth. Let me read you a little article there uh, before we open this up for other things. This is becoming very uh, prominent. Also, gold dust. This comes out of uh, Texas. And so, uh, uh, all that glitters is not gold at Religious Revival in Texas. What's the deal? One one party said, if if God's going to change it to gold, why doesn't he just change it to tooth? (laughs) 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 This is hilarious. So here's a a man who's logical. He said, if God's going to fill the tooth, why don't you fill it with tooth instead of gold? So, but uh, (laughs) I guess I'm a little bit cynical, he said. So he says, the important thing is not whether it is real or not. What's important is the symbolic value to the people. They see the hand of God somehow intervening in their daily life. Gold teeth suddenly stopped appearing in the Canadian town of Lethbridge last spring after a religious broadcaster made it known that he received a miraculous gold crown. Now, remember, religious broadcaster, on his broadcast, he received a miraculous gold crown and then checked with his dentist. Dr. Jack Sherman informed Dick Dewart that he'd fitted the crown 11 years before. (laughs) Dewart owned up to the fact in a letter to the local newspaper became the object of ridicule. The Lethridge her- Herald outlined the story in guilt and ran the headline, Fool of Gold, Dewart Spoke in an Interview. I was terribly embarrassed. I put my gla- sunglasses on and drove a different way to my office each day. So dentists remain among the skeptical about the assertions that teeth have turned to gold in the Parker County seat. This in Texas, famous for its peach crop and cutting Horse ranches, I have no explanation for what's going on, said Dr. Paul Phillips, 72, who's practiced dentistry in Weatherford for 32 years, just doesn't make any sense for a tooth to mutate into gold. That would be alchemy. What's the deal, asked Thomas Novak, a Chicago rare dentist who'd been in Weatherford three years. If he's going to change it to gold, why doesn't he change it to tooth? I'm a little bit skeptical. I'd want to know what kind of cement God's using to keep that gold in. So... So uh, uh, here's what we have. This is, uh, this is becoming very prominent now, especially one among women ministers. And so uh, gold dust is appearing. Uh, gold teeth are appearing. And the, the issue in one article I read was that uh, they had a unity service. All the churches got together in South Africa. And, uh, and so this gold dust began to fall. And they made the leap of logic, which is God is so pleased with our coming together. Now he's pouring out this gold dust to uh, validate this two different uh, people among them one of them is the Toronto Airport Vineyard took some of this gold dust and had it assayed as did in uh, uh, a Christian magazine they had some of the gold dust in another event assayed and both events the assayer said this is plastic so I guess God's running out of gold and so he has to put plastic out so this is what's happening in the religious world if you just bear with me for a moment and all of this remember the issue is validation some paranormal event as validation your doctrine or your ministry is correct and then of course we have the laughing barking jerking falling revivals and uh, I have a I have an article I clipped out of a magazine from India Uh, these are the laughers uh, this is an ending. It has nothing to do with Christianity. It's a phenomenon that can be triggered. It says, no jokers need to get members of one of uh, Mumbai, I guess it is. Mumbai's 37 laughing clubs. They have laughing clubs. To erupt with glee. Instead, they breathe deeply, yoga-like, yoga-like. They reach for the sky to reduce inhibitions, then force a ho-ho, ha-ha, until the laughter becomes contagious. It, re- it reduces stress claims Dr. Madame Kateria, uh, Kateria, the club's founder, laughing is my mission. He says, I want to spread it all over the world. Okay, back to the Bible. Let's get some reference points. The Bible is very adamant concerning the paranormal uh, in the Christian or in the religious circle. I want Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 3. Somebody help me right here is uh, Dennis. Uh, Adam, will you get for me Isaiah eight nineteen and twenty? I want Isaiah twenty eight sixteen and seventeen. Pete, I want First Peter two six through eight. Is uh, Stephanie? I want Second Timothy three fifteen through seventeen. Uh, uh, Miss Baker, Samantha. All right. So reference points. You have to have reference points in life. How many of you know you have to have reference points? Must have reference points. If you don't have reference points, you be, uh, uh, they'll be hauling you off to, uh, to asylum in a straitjacket. Because life has to have st- uh, reference points. Whether this is in a family, whether this is in society, you cannot have a society without reference points. And this is especially true in God's revelation of himself. And he does give that, and the Bible is very adamant concerning paranormal Deuteronomy 13, one of the great scriptures in the Bible. Read that out loud for me. If
1: there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams.
0: There's a arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams.
1: And he gives you a sign or a wonder.
0: He gives you a sign or a wonder that's going to be paranormal or supernatural that's going to be apparent.
1: And the sign or the wonder comes
0: to pass. And it comes to pass. Okay, but there's another agenda, and that is swerving after another God besides God. And you mark down what he's saying. Mark his doctrine down. Where's he going with it? As uh, as, uh, Scripture says, uh, considering the end of their faith. So mark it down. Go ahead.
1: not listen to the words of that
0: prophet. They have a new doctrine. They have a new trend, new stream. It does not line up with what is in the Bible. Uh, You mark that down. Go ahead.
1: With all your heart...
0: Okay, here is a key principle in the Word of God and in uh, Christian uh, revelation. These things do come through. Say, well, what about this? There really was a gold tooth. And that's very possible. There's gold teeth. I've known of teeth being filled. And so it's not impossible at all. But the issue is, so what? Where are you going with that? Does this validate the, the uh, person who's who's uh, speaking, not necessarily. It just means that something supernatural happened. So where are they going with that? And the Bible says now, not only that, but God allows this to happen and He wants to know what you're going to do about this. He's interested in whether you're going to go after that or whether you're going to follow the revelation of God in the book. It's a very key scripture. You need to outline that, pray about that, because these things do happen. And, uh, and, and Jesus prophesied, Matthew 24, the last days, this is going to be the sweep that's going to come through the world. And we have other scriptures added besides that. Isaiah 8, 19 and 20.
1: And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God?
0: When they say to you, Oprah had this guy on, and you won't believe what happened. They put somebody there, to something, or they had a loved one they hadn't couldn't locate, and you won't believe uh, this uh, channeler or this sorcerer or this psychic said exactly where they were and and brought. It's just I mean it's unbelievable. Go ahead. They and Donahue he likes this too. Should they
1: seek the dead on behalf of the living?
0: Should they seek the dead on the behalf of the living?
1: To the law and to the testimony, if they do not seek according to this word, it is because there is no light
0: in them. To the law and to the prophets. Now, write that down because it's going to have to line up with the Bible. Now, uh, here's a common phraseology that came out uh, during the Toronto Airport Vineyard Insanity in Pensacola, Florida. Here's a statement from John Arnott. God is offending the mind to reveal the heart. In other words, it's blows your mind. Whoa. I can't believe that. People are barking. <laughs> I can't believe that It's gold teeth. God is offending the mind to reveal the heart. You don't find that anywhere in the Bible. Where, where do you find a scripture that align for that? Oh, well, in John 6, it said that Jesus said, Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life. And that's just uh, not at all. If you can make that, then you can make the same leap of faith from the split pulpit to the veil in the temple. Right? Okay. So, uh, uh, in, in South Africa, this is a sign that God was pleased with their unity. So, uh, what we have is the prophetic in context uh, with paranormal manifestations. Uh, and we need to look at the Bible uh, 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 because there's a measuring and a testing that must take place so that we can find out the difference and make daily nation. Isaiah 28, 16 and 17.
1: Therefore, th- thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a
0: foundation. All right, This is prophecy. God says, I'm laying in Zion among my people a, a, a stone. A tried stone. There's a tried stone. A precious cornerstone. A precious cornerstone. Cornerstones are... Uh, what uh, In Bible days, uh, and, and in some principles even today they still do, they set that for reference point and the entire building was referenced off of that cornerstone. In other words, it was leveled, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, lined out, and this is why builders today use transoms. They find one spot, from that spot they're going to be, uh, line the whole building out and they'll shoot a sight with a transom. All right, this is what he's talking about. Bible days they set a stone. They got that stone uh, leveled. They got it in the right place and the entire structure then referenced off of that stone. You didn't, you didn't lay a, a corner here and say, you know, I think I work on this corner here. And so you work on that corner and say, maybe today I work on this corner. And so when you get through the building, none of it fits. If the bricks are going like that. All the bricklayers and builders and, and carpenters today know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead.
1: A sure foundation, whoever moved
0: Whoever believes will not act hastily. You're going, to, you're going to ponder and think through these things.
1: Also, I will make justice the measuring
0: line. I'm going to make justice the measuring line. Now, this, this, uh, this cornerstone is going to have a moral ingredient. Any more? I, I, I stunned you with that word, all right? Righteousness will be the plummet. Righteousness will be the plummet. What is a plummet? It's a plumb bot, right? Okay.
1: Hail will sweep away the refuge of light.
0: Hail's going to sweep away the refuge of light. In other words, God is going, to, is going to move. If you are knowledgeable, He will reveal to you what this is all about.
1: And the waters will overflow the hiding place.
0: Okay. Now, very interestingly, uh, Peter picks this up in the New Testament and uh, begins to speak uh, uh, specifically about what this is all about. First Peter two six eight. Peter says, it's contained in Scripture, these prophecies, behold, I lay in Zion a cornerstone. Elect,
1: precious, and he who believes on him
0: will by no means... Elect and precious. Now this cornerstone is a him. He who believes on him. Right? Okay. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious. But those who are disobedient, there is a spiritual di- dimension and dynamic. Remember I preached a sermon, I said rebellion will affect your decision-making process. The moment you decide you're going to rebel against God, uh, automatically, you don't have to say, well, I'm, I'm the minute you say, God, I'm not going to do what I know is to do right to do. The minute you do that, your decision-making processes are askew, and it'll change your reference point and you lining up of life of moral principle righteousness and justice go ahead
1: uh, the stone which the builders rejected
0: this is the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. but it's become the chief cornerstone his name is Jesus Christ and a stone of and a rock it will be a stone of stumbling and a of and a rock of offense they, so go ahead they stumble being disobedient to the word, they stumble being disobedient to the word. Uh, well, we know this is not in the Bible, but this really happened. We know this is not in the Bible, but this is paranormal. Uh, we know this is not in the Bible, but uh, everything that God uh, has is not in the Bible. There's a lot of other things that God's doing. This is Acts 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. Run for your life. Go ahead. They are appointed to this because God has a judgment for them, and it's very plain. All right. 2 Timothy 3:15 through 17. The Holy Scriptures you've known from a child, they have a process by the Holy Spirit that enlightens you through this revelation you're going to have eternal life. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We believe that this morning. This doesn't contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God. There's a vast difference between saying, well, we know this contains the Word of God. Uh, well, do you like this, that uh, no fornicator enter the kingdom No, 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 I don't like that. That's, uh, that's obsolete. And what Paul really meant by that was something else. And so, uh, besides, he's, you know, the, today we have to have understanding and liberty. No, it means exactly what it says. And time doesn't change. Go ahead. Uh, this is the equipping of you for surviving uh, in a world that's lost its mind. I have a letter from Steve Hernandez. During the uh, Pensacola Insanity, he wrote this for me that I put in a packet uh, uh, for passages. says, As I watched the films on the Pensacola revival, I became very uncomfortable. I could not place it at first, but what I was seeing reminded me of something that I'd witnessed before my salvation. I was seeing an evangelist act the same way in a church as I'd seen a hypnotist act in a bar. A hypnotist by the name of Dr. Dante would bring his act into a bar in Scottsdale, Arizona, two or three times a year. I'd also visit this bar when he came to town. The place would be jammed with people waiting to be picked out of the crowd and put into a trance so they could perform. With a touch of Dr. Dante's hand or a snap of his fingers, people would fall over, howl or act like animals, laugh uncontrollably, and generally make fools of themselves. In a place where drunkenness already reigned, we were given an excuse to get even more insane. While viewing these films... I first felt sick, then sorry for these people using the Holy Spirit as an excuse to act the same way. In desperation for God to move, people will make their own gods and make their own religion. They'll create their own performance of the Holy Spirit. The devising of foolishness is sin, Proverbs 24, 9. I'm so thankful that God put me in a working church, a church that hears, reads, and preaches the Word of God. Thank you, very Pastor Mitchell, very truly your Stephen Hernandez. Very fitting letter. Have one more. This is by Jason Scary. He wrote this for me at the at the height of the Pensacola insanity. Master teacher call me And a friend out and told us you're specially chosen for a deeper experience and special revelation. We responded and attended in great expectation as we followed the instructions. We were suddenly seized with an uncontrollable power and spiritual energy. A great feeling of euphoria swept over us as we began to be moved in physical manifestation to jerk twitch, hands twitch, extreme heat and spiritual exuberance followed by peaceful, beautiful feeling. This is the most powerful experience I've ever had. This was three years before I was saved and was not in a church service or revival meeting, but at the home of a master teacher of Wing Chun Kung Fu. We were being tutored for deeper dimensions and in spirits of insight. Eventually we'd be able to palm an opponent, knock him unconscious across the room. When I recently viewed the two videos by Joseph Chambers, an Assembly of God minister who is exposing the Pensacola Brownville phenomenon, I was astonished to see these same manifestations being experienced in those services and counted as a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It was not until I attended a service at the Potter's House in Prescott and saw Pastor Mitchell minister healing that God spoke to me and said, this is my power, what you have is not my power. One thing scared to me as I viewed the woman on the video twitching and testifying, I can't explain this, all I can say is God is a person of God and works in personal ways. The scary thing is that as a result of my involvement in Kung Fu, I had the same experiences of involuntary twitching and even at work these persisted. Martial arts, yes, we did that too, but this is something far beyond the normal. This master teacher could heal, make people comatose, and make people sick with it. We called it internal energy. I recognize now this was a demon spirit. All right, two prophetic texts uh, uh, before we quit. I want second Thessalonians two three through twelve. Somebody help me right here with a loud, clear voice. it's Michael in the back. I want Galatians one eight Pete. I want second Timothy three one uh, let's have Randy. Uh, one, 3, 1, verses 8 and 9, and verse 15 also, Randy, uh, when we get to these. Second Thessalonians 2, 3 through 12. Remember, we're speaking prophecy now. We're uh, t- picking up. Jesus said these are things going to happen the last day. Paul picks this up in Second Thessalonians, prophesies as he does in several scriptures, uh, and puts them into the now. Read it out loud for us, please. Uh, we're moving towards a major acceptance of the paranormal in our world in religious circles uh, that is outside the revealed Word of God. Remember, we're, this world's going somewhere. Where's it going? It's going to Jerusalem. That's where it's going, to the very place where they shot people this week and had stonings. It's going to the place where this all took place. Uh, and they, uh, I just heard a couple of uh, talking back in the back said, Uh, that these uh, Palestinians said, we're afraid they're going to build a temple here. (laughs) You better believe it. It's coming. All right, but we're headed towards that. But somebody else is going to sit in that temple besides God because the Jews are going back in unbelief and in apostasy and they're being set up for the end and the conclusion of this world. Go ahead. This is already at work. How you will recognize uh, 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 this one of the clues is you will see a lack of moral... Conviction and practice. that's your first clue that you better run for your life. Go ahead. All kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders. If the aim is deception, they, because they, refuse to love to be the they will not heed what God has written, and for that they're being sent strong delusion. They will believe the lie is a correct translation. The lie is that God is within you. So as, o, as Oprah says. Okay, 2 Timothy 3 1. Randy. Verses
1: verses 8 and 9. Now Janice and Jambres withstood
0: Moses. Now Janice and Jambres withstood Moses. Remember, these men are sorcerers. We're talking about paranormal. And sorcery produces a paranormal. Here's Simon, Acts chapter eight. They said this man has the great power of God. Go ahead. And verse thirteen. All right. This is the this is the prophecy of the last days. Remember, this is going to be very persuasive, going to be very powerful. Abnormal visitations uh, and sorcery is going to be a major part of the last days religious revival. You might want to write down Revelation twenty one eight. And Revelations eighteen twenty three. I don't want to take the time to read those, but they also uh, bring this into prophecy. And uh, uh, and uh, what we have, I have other articles. One is by uh, uh, Prophet Bernard Jordan, and uh, he uh, uh, he only charges three hundred sixty five dollars for a personal prophecy. You can uh, ring in and uh, give him your birth date, and uh, he will. Uh, he says, when I receive you three hundred sixty five dollars wisdom seat. I'll go into my prayer closet and prepare a personal word for you for the next 12 months uh, of your life. And this is, this is happening. Alright, we want to open it up for questions. We've, uh, we've triggered, no doubt, in many directions. And anybody have a comment or question at this point? Uh, it's uh, John McCarthy. Yeah, when I got into
1: Life Square Church, through not do
0: All right. There were people from, uh, from supposedly full gospel churches, Four Square at this instance, were going into that and uh, they were very impressed by this because I said this generation is ignorant of uh, spiritual dynamics. And so that's before you were saved. Okay, very good. Somebody else? Uh, boy, the names are gone from me today. Latrall, <laughs> Cheryl Latrall. And- she and her husband went to one of our fellowship churches, the Adventists is well-known. Alright, they worked themselves into a frenzy for the song service. Now this is this is key to what I'm talking about. There's a dimension that must be juiced up ready for this. And so one of the things that's happening now is fifteen minute sermons and three hour uh, hypes. Okay, go ahead.
1: Anthony was dead, and
0: okay, she went up to be prayed for, got knocked down and she's weeping. I was sick
1: for six months.
0: She six for six months
1: you,
0: you witch- got a deliverance because it is a spirit and uh, it was at work and she felt the results of it and I could take the rest of the time telling you stories about this Pete super- he, he hyped,
1: he tried
0: to- hyped he the crowd this
1: God. I'll take
0: it. yeah our congregation was open to that but it wasn't God and so they didn't fall and it made him really really mad because they had <laughs> they have an experience with the Lord based on the word uh, They a victor That's a skeptic. And and Bear. You know,
1: I, I grew up in a false religion that had plenty of uh, miracles.
0: Uh, mis- Bear grew up in a false religion, had plenty of miracles. Catholic, might as well name it.
1: It's not only Catholic, he was Irish Catholic.
0: Irish Catholics, worst
1: Irish. kind. They were even crazier. And uh, St. John of the Cross was a mystic. Mystic, yep. And I went through all kinds of. If it
0: feels good, do it.
1: But, and, and so there was no anger that Catholics
0: Yep to the law and to the prophets. We're out of time. Uh, The Lord bless you. We appreciate your...